Hang on here. So we got. Did you know Kate? Kate Smalley. Not Smalley. No. Yeah. So I thought for sure she worked at Sago, but okay. uh, so she tweeted at Pencil Pod, and she said, "Hey, I'm about to dive in. Where should I start?" So I sent her to episode 10 and 11, which are definitely a fan favorites. That's what would Jay-Z do and imposter syndrome. I also realized <laughs> she, she's a woman. And I, I just, I never know if because we don't have a woman on our podcast all the time, if all this stuff just feels very masculine. I have no idea. Like those two episodes mm -hmm. are kind of like maybe more masculine. I don't know. But anyway, I sent her those. And then I was just blatantly honest and said that I feel like we're getting better over time. So don't listen to the beginning. Yeah. Just listen to the new ones. And then I tagged you in it here. Um, sorry, I had it drafted, but where, I, I, where, I just where, sent where, it before we recorded. Where, where do you think she came from? I then? Is it just, because, like, you know, I, I think it's because your your article, like, you just put out the the e commerce one that you just did. I don't know because you, you got, but you got onto the mission. Like, I know. That, that's huge on Medium. Yeah, but I mean, it's not a, um, it's not a. I, if I was smart, I would have, you know, maybe plugged the, <laughs> plugged the, plugged the podcast. Um, <laughs> but, um, I didn't, I really didn't expect it to get, uh, I didn't expect it to get picked up by the mission. That That's really where this thing, um, took on more of a, a life of its own. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I did a yeah. couple things in there. Like I always do. Cause I'm always sort of, I have this mindset where, there, I I laced it with growth seeds, <laughs> okay? This post yeah. is strategically laced with growth seeds. Okay, but like only, what? But only in the, in the serendipity that somebody actually does something with it. I was not going to push it. I just planted the seeds and I just said, okay, they're there and let's see what happens. Like, like um, what, what, what do you mean by that? Like what so, kind of seeds did you post? Yeah. Okay, so anytime you mention other companies and you mm -hmm. link to them, mm -hmm. most com most tech companies have someone in their company. So I'm the I'm this person at Hubba. I was this person at <laughs> Tilt. I was this person at Top Hat, who just yeah. monitors backlinks. So yeah. every day you get a report in your inbox from Ahrefs or some other website that just says like, "Hey, you got mentioned, you know, five times last night or five hundred times, depending how big your company is." Um, and someone just sits there and kind of sifts through it. Normally like the SEO slash organic kind of person, inbound person. And, um, you know, because maybe like the Wall Street Journal mentioned you and you didn't know that and you want to follow uh, up yeah. with like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So every day there's like, and maybe you're like five or six days behind, but eventually somebody will see that this guy named Kent linked to their company. So at the bottom of the post, I linked to all the apps that I use on Shopify. So... Mm. Kit, ClearBank, Profit, Out of Stock, SiteMapper Pro, Product Reviews, yeah, yeah. Open Phone, our friends at Open Phone, um, Sumo. Um, uh, of course, I linked to Hubba. Um, did, did any of these guys? Uh, did you get, get any traction from from this? So okay, no, actually, none of those people. But then I realized that I did this by accident. But it's it's actually a genius. This was the if anyone thinks that I was trying to growth hack this, it's in the first sentence, really, of the of the post. So it says, um, 
Shopify is the best. Simple. The only reason why I wouldn't use Shopify would be if you're selling something they don't allow. The apps, the ecosystem, the UI puts the rest to shame. Start with Shopify and move out only if you have to. Mm. I I believe every word of that. That was not. Yeah. I had no intention of of that being a a spot like you know. But it reads very. I mean, that's about as good of a of a testimonial as you can give. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the CEO of Shopify tweeted this. So, oh. and that's actually what took this thing to the, to the stratosphere. And when I say stratosphere, I mean 400 claps. So let me, let me put my, put my humbleness back into my, I only have 400 fucking claps here. Um, but, and when I read it back, I'm like, oh, that was actually genius in that this was just begging for anyone who works at Shopify to tweet this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really had, did you, did you, did you actually link Shopify on this? No, I actually didn't. So there's no link to Shopify, um, because they don't need it. Like they're Shopify. So, um, and, um, same with like Uline and all these like big websites. It's like, you can Google Uline. Like I don't need to link to, um, like I linked to like specifically which packing slips I use because I thought that was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I linked to uh, oh Intercom's new operator robot, which I really am enjoying. Um, let's, 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 let's actually um, rewind a bit for so for any listener who hasn't who has no idea what we're talking about, Kent put an article out of Medium about how to start an e-commerce store that doesn't dropship, and it's obviously about Able Cells and how he built Able Cells from the ground up, I guess, uh, and how he's managing his store. And yeah, it, he basically got picked up on the mission, which is probably the biggest medium publication out there. Would you say probably, right? Uh, it's up there at least for the tech space. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, yeah, yeah it's pretty, yeah, it's up there. Um, but I am still convinced that this Kate Smalley, whoever you are, uh, <laughs> she found out about pencil problems through through this. Maybe it must be. I, yeah, maybe. I mean, it is in my bio. Um, yeah, we we never get randoms come and tweet us. Yeah, like but this. who okay, who reads the bio of someone and it says co-host of pencil problems? So maybe she googled pencil problems. Um, yeah, but she's from Toronto. So anyway, I don't know. Dude, I, I'm, um, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna scour your your claps after and see see if I'm she's a, gonna, one of the clappers. I'll just ask her on Twitter. Hey, how did you hear about pencil problems? Yeah, yeah, that, that's probably um, better. <laughs> so, um, but but anyway, yeah. So there was no. Um, so when I say I had seeds in there, I was like, okay, like maybe, you know, um, somebody from, you know, uh, product reviews plus will look at mm-hmm. this and be like, oh, nice, this guy likes our product. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know, share it or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, this is a good example of, I wrote this post for a friend who's been asking me to to document my well, my learnings because he's starting a store. Yeah. And as I was writing this email, it just, I realized this is bigger, like this is a, this would be a good post. And yeah. Um, and I purposely did not link to Able Cells in it. I tried to keep it pretty, um, uh, like I, I didn't want this to be like, Hey, go look at my store. And, mm-hmm. uh, which is why I think a lot of people thought it was just a puff piece for Hubba because I do talk mm-hmm. about how I work at Hubba and that I use it. And now that the fact that I didn't link to able cells makes it even more, maybe look like a puff piece for Hubba. Mm-hmm. Um, which is so interesting. It's like one fucking paragraph. I talk about Hubba, like four but lines. It, it, 
it, it is weird that you don't link to able cells on this though. I didn't actually realize that. No, I did that on purpose. Really? Why? I don't want it to be about the store. <laughs> like But But it kind of is though. I know, but it's it's not I don't I don't want um I don't want I don't know. I felt like that was sort of disingenuous. Like, it doesn't matter. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily disingenuous. I think, it, if anyways, it just kind of grounds this whole article. Like, I kind of know it's about able cells, but I think other people who are, they're like, is this guy, did this guy actually do it? Like, are you so just I, me- up? So I mentioned you know? it once. Yeah. I mentioned it. So I said, I'm using a built in theme okay. for able cells. And, but that's yeah, it. Yeah. No link. And then I did get a ton of, I got 3,000 visits yesterday. So, Ooh, um, nice, but no sales. So, uh, well, no sales from, from that, that traffic. Like I had a couple from my, from some repeats, but, um, retarget those people. <laughs> no, but that's exactly why I didn't know. Like, that's why I didn't want to link to it. Like, I don't care about, I realized that my target market is not tech bros. It's like 60 year old women in British Columbia. Um, yeah. so Anyway, so that's sort of okay. how I had maybe, I thought that maybe this would get a little bit of pickup and then, but you know, I was, after I read it and I was actually going to send it to you and it was late at night though. And I was like, oh fuck, I'm just, I'm, and then I had submitted my SEO post from a year ago to the mission because mm-hmm. I thought it was a very contrarian SEO post. And I was mm-hmm. really proud of that one because I, I took a very different tact on SEO and was, was that the one about just building things slowly? Uh, yeah, yeah, remember. just like yeah, um, yeah. Like there's basically no hack. There's no secret. Yeah, like it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gruelingly boring, shitty work, and most people don't do it, which is why they suck at SEO. But if you just do these mm-hmm. five things, you'll be fine. Um, and I had submitted it, and my my muse here for this is Jonathan Nightingale, who is a. Uh, he was our CPO at Hubba. Now he's a consultant for, um, or he, he and his wife, Melissa, went off and created this group called Raw Signal. They're mm-hmm. a manage, like a kind of a tech slash management consultant, kind of culture consultant company. Mm-hmm. And they wrote this really popular blog called The Copor on Medium. And they grew by uh, first getting into other publications and then mm-hmm. they created their own publication. And so he kind of taught me like just, you know, there's a there's a website that lists the top hundred medium publications, and um, just spend some time looking at them and seeing if your post fits into any of them, and then just pitch your pitch it to twelve, fifteen people. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Give them a deadline, and then whoever responds, pick the best one and and publish it there. Mm-hmm. So with the SEO one, I had done that, and. The, I gave them three days. So I, I sent them on a Monday and I said, you know, I'm going to make my decision. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. Like he just said that, like, talk as if you're a really successful writer, even though you're not. And they'll treat you like one. So I was like, hey, I want to make my decision by, you know, Thursday morning or something like that. And uh, art and marketing got back to me on Tuesday and was like, hey, we love this. We, we, I'd love to have this post. And they were like number 12 on the list of top 100. I was like, number 12, that's amazing. But I had mm. also reached out to the mission and they were number one. And they got back to me on Friday and were mm. like, hey, we love this. And I was like, oh, I already gave it to R Plus Marketing. Um, <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's fine. Just like, just switch it to us. And I was like, no, like I told them I was going to do it. Like I'm, 
you know, no, mm-hmm. I, I told him I'm going to, I'm going to stick with this one. And she's like, okay, well, if you ever write anything else, like, you know, let, let me know. I'll have a look. So at like one o'clock in the morning, I was like, oh, what the fuck? I'm just going to email her and be like, Hey, what do you think? And yeah, I was just shocked the next day. She's like, great. Yeah. We're going to run this. Um, okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> oh and, man. But do you, so yeah, when, when you put on so a mission though, like, yeah. Go, go, go. No, that was it. It was just like, okay, great. Oh. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll publish it. And, um, and like, we'll like, let's see how it does in the first week. And then, you know, we might feature it or something, but for now, like, just, we'll just throw it in there and, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So how much, how much, uh, have your stats like jumped since you went on the mission? Like what's the, the uptick? A lot of, a lot of views and about, mm-hmm. um, so the story got 6,000 views. Mm-hmm. Um, and I picked up another hundred followers, mm, but cool. you know what though? It's, it's very interesting though. The medium, it doesn't really, the follower count means very little, I think like, um, yeah. so I, when I started this, I had 490 followers when I posted it and I think I had three mm-hmm. claps before the yeah. mission picked it up. And so, I mean, I don't really know if that number means anything, um, it could also be that I post like once a year. So maybe if I posted more frequently, I'd actually build more of an audience. I don't know, but, um, I, I don't I really look at that. I don't take that number I, seriously. Yeah. Like I, I have like 700 followers on medium, but I honestly think that 90% of these people are bots. Do you think so? I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if these are real people, like, I don't know, like you would think with 700 followers, like you post anything, you should get quite a bit of traction from any of these people. Yeah, I get that's... no engagement from these people. Oh man, did I not clap your latest? Oh, I did. <laughs> um... but, but you know, I don't know. I just find, and I, I click on some of these profiles and then they look like they follow like, they follow like 20 people. No one follows them. They just look, it's very bot-like. Kind of makes sense. I mean, they're probably, they're so much smaller than that they don't have a bot policing system yet. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So I, um, and again, I didn't really, um, I, I don't think they're, if anything, what I've realized though, from this post is it's given me more excitement to finish the real post that I am actually working on, which is this, you know, um, this list of mistakes I've made. And a lot of them are in here. Like as I'm, as I'm thinking about it, when I, when I finish this post, like I've talked a lot about them already, but I don't think that's too much of a big deal. I think I can repeat some of them. Um, and my goal is to, uh, get that done by September 17th, which is, which is the one year anniversary of my first sale. So it'll be like, you know, here's everything I've learned, um, but it's going to be more like your stuff, actually, more just like one-liners, um, yeah. and um, so that's been the kind of the coolest part. Is it's just like, oh, people are interested in this kind of stuff. Like, there's, there's, um, and on, dude, on there's hack- ton, there's tons of interest around this stuff, man. Uh, and even like when I read it, I thought this was a, a great article, I, and I shared it with immediately with like ten different people through like WhatsApp or Twitter or through whatever. Um, but I knew at least I knew like 10 people who have an e-commerce store who would immediately get benefit from this article. 
um, if anything, just to see behind the curtain of another person and what they use, what tool set they use and, you know, what worked and didn't work for them. Uh, even if they don't use any of this stuff, it's just, it's just cool to compare notes, I think. Um, but anyways, I, and I, I sent it to a bunch of people, a lot of people really liked it. I, I actually had a bunch of questions around this. Um, do, do you mind if I, I, I just kind of run through some of these things? No, of course. I mean, I, I feel, um, yeah, I, yeah, hopefully I can, <laughs> I can do, do it justice. Yeah, of course. Um, okay. The, the first thing I was wondering was, uh, cause I had the same thought that, uh, this hack news thing, uh, <laughs> that people brought up was. Were you just plugging Hubba or did you actually use Hubba for this? <laughs> no, yeah, and I it's funny. If I had have known that it was going to get picked up, I would have changed the Hubba section. Um, mm-hmm. And so so full disclaimer, the, the, the backstory, I think we talked about this in the first week of the podcast, but if, if you don't remember or if you're just tuning in, hi, Kate. Um, I... I've, I've realized a year ago, so I registered the domain Able Cells on August 20th. So we're almost at the year mark when I really made this decision to start. And I realized that I knew nothing about retail and my job was to find retail uh, people. So it, it's akin to, you know, me working at Uber and deciding to drive a taxi for a, a year, you know, just to see what it's like or, or to become an Uber X driver or something like that. Um, I had no idea what it was, what I was getting myself into. Mm-hmm. And I also then as a rule, just to kind of keep myself honest, I said, I'm only going to use products that are on Hubba. So, mm-hmm. um, to, to really feel the pain of what our clients are feeling to, you know, maybe Hubba sucks. Maybe it's not great for this. Like maybe mm-hmm. our whole product is wrong. I don't know. So, um, I, I, I used Hubba for now where i where i probably maybe could have been more transparent is if and i and i later corrected it but if a brand was not on hubba i would find them typically on google or instagram and then once we got talking and they found out about hubba they just they wanted to join it wasn't it wasn't even a sale they're like wait there's more buyers on here oh sure okay i'll sign up and mm-hmm. and then but and then I kind of as a challenge to myself, I would not put them on able cells unless they were on Hubba, um, as kind of like a little, you know. Wait, wait so so how how did you how did you find them originally? Then you just like how did you find your your suppliers? So I knew I, I was already using their products because I was um, I I've been into keto for uh, you know since. Tim Ferriss talked about it like five years ago. So mm-hmm. um, I just went to those three places that I had already bought from as a consumer. So Keto Sports, Perfect Keto, and uh, Kigenics. And um, and that's all I sell on Able Cells. But, mm-hmm. So anyway, okay. yeah. That, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Okay, so, the, so you, um, just, you just contacted them directly then and then... And then you kind of pitch well, actually, them on no, Hubba. So, so two of them are already on Hubba. So um, okay. Kigenics and Keto Sports were already on Hubba. Um, and uh, Perfect Keto was on Hubba, but they weren't. Um, anyway, we don't have to get into that. But like they're not. Okay. Okay. They're not like totally done, if you want to say. It. Like they've got a presence there, but they're not. They haven't gotten full tilt. Right. Um, and. But okay, so. So you found these people, you, you liked, uh, you liked their product. Um, 
and you know obviously now now they are fully on hubba um so you actually okay so you 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 legit used hubba for, for yeah and then what i what i did is i created an alias called aaron because originally i was going to start this with my friend aaron and mm-hmm. um so i created so if you go into hubba right now and you go to able cells aaron is the contact his name is aaron yeah. cronin fake name um and I reached out to the brands as Aaron. So I didn't even say it was Kent. I just said, hey, mm-hmm. like I'm, I want to carry your products. Like, and of course, the, the reason why I stand by using Hubba is if you, if you just do that to a random person on, on Instagram, it's going to be very hard for them to trust you because consumers are trying to get wholesale pricing from them all the time. So... Mm-hmm. Hubba has that layer of trust where it didn't take long for me to explain, look, I'm just starting. I have money. I, I'm not looking for any free shit. I want to buy. Let's let's do a deal. And mm-hmm. I negotiated on Hubba using our, our, like our chat thing. And then after about eight months, I opened the kimono and said, hey, by the way, um, like my name is actually Kent and I actually work for Hubba, but... Um, you got and you got catfished. And that's... Yeah, and like like there's no affiliation. Like Hubba doesn't pay for the store or anything. Like this is my this is my uh, yeah, thing. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I okay. I, I, I would cool. say I legitimately used Hubba. Now I can't use Hubba because we don't have ordering in Canada, so I have to mm-hmm. still pay th- with my credit card or th- with a bank transfer. But if if Hubba was available in Canada, I would absolutely buy using Hubba. Sure. So if I was like a normal person, uh, not using Hubba, do you think I would have been able to even reach out to these wholesalers and get strike strike a? Oh, of course, like sure. strike a deal. If you were persistent enough, yeah. But it just would have taken you longer, and you mm-hmm. might have. Um, it just might have. You would have had to be very persistent. So, um, like talking to one of the brands, uh, at one point they were getting two or three hundred wholesale requests a week one or two hmm. of which were legitimate. So, hmm. and then going on to Hubba, that went up to like 95% legitimate. Hmm. So, but, but they might only get 30 requests now a week um, or a month, but they're all, all 27 of them are good, you know? Yeah. Um, so you absolutely could have done this without Hubba, uh, of course, but it's just harder. Oh, I, and okay, cool. I, um, so like, and I'll give you an example I, and, I, and I've yeah. seriously thought about this. I've thought about just selling able cells on the market mm-hmm. and, or doing the, or, or doing like an open an like a transparent kind of company where I put all my, my P and L, all my books, all my costs. I just do a medium post every month where I lay out all my profits like, and just make it an open business knowing that that'll probably kill it because somebody will see an opportunity to like be a competitor or somebody will, you know, and then just say, okay, look, I'm going to do this again. I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to do it in a different vertical. And I would do it for Mm -hmm. right now. I would do it in toys. So if I was going to do another one, I would do it in, I'd open an online toy store. And, uh, because I just know that we have some of the most amazingly cool, unique stuff on Hubba. And Mm -hmm. I bet you I could, make a profitable toy store. So, um, and then I feel like that would be interesting okay. where it's like, look, it's not a, then you, then you have to start giving some credit to, to Hubba because I think that, and maybe I'm just totally drinking the Kool-Aid, but 
most of what makes the store the store is the products. So it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what took me a long time to learn is like, it doesn't matter if you have fucking pop-ups and your, your SEO and your titles and your this. Yeah. If, you, if you're not selling good products, you're, you're screwed. Well, and... th th this was my th this was my, my big question for you is like, how much of your success is it because of the, the product choice? Oh, it's I, I bet you it's 90%. And I think I because say I, that in here. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, you know, um, oh, actually, so I think I'm going to do a follow up to this because I've got this I got these great questions in Hacker News. So it was more like an FAQ. Um, so, you know, like this, this one guy here asked some really good questions. And one of them was around like, um, you know, like, yeah, basically the exact same question you asked. And the more I thought about it, I, I think it's the reason why I don't care about a lot of the hacks that I used to think were so important. Mm -hmm. And before I had actually started a store like this is, um, I just don't think they work. I think it's all bullshit. And it goes back to this idea of this like marketing circle jerk where everybody writes these blog posts about 50 hacks to double your revenue. And, and what they're not telling you is that the reason why they double their revenue is because they, they just have good products. And if you don't have good products, then it's funny. It almost like coming full circle, it goes back to the whole SEO thing. Like if your site sucks, no one's going to link to it. So, you know, like it doesn't matter yeah, what hacks you do. But, like you just need good content. But I'm just thinking like, so, but like key, like ketones and nootropics, there, you just don't, there, you can't get it that um, readily in Canada, right? Like in Canada, are you, you're now the one of few, like three, three to five people who carry like ketones in, in Canada? No, I mean, Amazon, I compete against Amazon. Sure. So, yeah, that's true. So, I mean, um, I mean, you can buy everything. You can buy an AbleSoft on Amazon. Yeah. But I, I think Amazon's not a fair comparison. Like every, like Amazon's just competing against everybody on every, on every product. But yeah, there's no, I, just, but, but there, but there, it's not like you're selling t-shirts. Like there's just, it's a very unique offering. Yes. Yes, for sure. Right? And I think that, um, so question for you, like, do you think I should have done, like, what I realized, there's a bit of a disingenuousness of this post in that I didn't talk about like my products and how I pick my products. So yeah, if somebody but I tries think that's to like a whole other post, well, yeah, because if someone tries to copy this and they pick the wrong products, they're probably going to fail. Um, yeah, and I mean to me that's kind of obvious, which is why I didn't spend a lot of time talking about it. And maybe there was a little bit of me that was like, do I really want to tell everybody like? Like now I'm giving you like my playbook. Like, do I really want mm -hmm. to be that this open? Like maybe I'll wait till I'm, you know, uh, I've, I've yeah. doubled my revenue. Then maybe, then maybe I'll talk about that or something. Um, but, because I, I think, I think you picked like a, it, it is. I think, I think honestly, it's probably even more than 90% is, is the product you choose because a, you have to pick something with like great margins on it, like if you're going to sell the stuff and you're and you're paying for like ads and all these other things, I imagine like part part of choosing a product is a uniqueness of the product. You're you're kind of niching out and obviously in the margins of it. Like you don't have to. We don't have to talk about it right now. But um, I, I I I do think you pick like a killer killer product. Well, yeah, and I mean I didn't know much about. Um, I mean now looking back, I think I still negotiated poorly 
in that I could have got a better margin. I mean, I, I make about 25 to 30% gross margin. Like, as mm. in all my revenue, if I, I take 25% of that a month, and that's mm -hmm. what I take home after shipping and taxes and costs and everything, mm. which I've heard is like, okay, it's not great, mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's okay. It's good. Um, whereas like, uh, uh, a drugstore, like, or like if I was running a physical drugstore, you'd be aiming yeah. kind of at that, like 40 to 50%. Um, mm. and so, mm. but, but yeah, you're, 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 yeah. you're totally right. Like if I, um, if you, if you don't get the the unit economics right, then something like free shipping could just sink you because you're just not making like I can give away fourteen dollars in free shipping to someone in BC. Yeah, I'm not really making much money though. I mean, that's essentially I'm giving them my profit. Mm -hmm. um, I, I I'm making a little bit, but not much when I do free shipping. But at least it's I'm getting the customer. I'm learning something. I'm yeah. I'm building rapport. Blah blah blah. Um, like and, if you're selling a t-shirt, you might not even be able to afford to do that. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. And even now I'm still, I still go back and forth about turning off free shipping and just dealing yeah. with the, 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 the hit that that would give me or, yeah, I, I it's, it is my so biggest, by far my biggest expense. There, there's, it's, it's interesting. Like when I was reading the article, uh, I was reading in bed and I accidentally like highlighted something on medium and you can't unhighlight something. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, um, but there was one thing I did want to highlight, which I didn't. But you you say like um, when you start selling, don't focus on your margins. As long as you're making money, that's good enough. Practice making sales, and then you can focus on making better margins. Right. And and I, I think some people would disagree with that, but I'm curious to to see like why, like what what's the rationale. Uh, that's interesting. I think that, and again, maybe part of the other context that I didn't dive into here is. Mm -hmm. I had no expectations for this to the store to be where we are now. I really didn't think it would I'd be still doing it a year from now. So mm -hmm. I just felt like if I had have gone too much into the margins then, I never would have started. Mm. Because it's like I would a pencil have, problem. Yep. And I would have yeah. been I would have been in spreadsheets and and not to name names, but I have another friend who's been motivated by by this and he, I've been he's been following along. At, he works at Hubba. And yeah. he's a, you know, he's too into the numbers and he's tried to do this for himself, like with other verticals, like that he's seen an opportunity in mm -hmm. and he'll show me these like pro formas and these spreadsheets. And, and that's interesting. Like he has a, he has a tool set there that I don't have. I mean, I would never do that, but he can model out these really cool scenarios and, and stuff that I probably should have done. Or I, like if Christina was working with me more closely, she probably would have done because that's kind of what you do in business. Um, but I really think I would have talked myself out of doing it if I had been like, wait a minute, I'm only going to take home $300 in October. Really? And I'm going to do all this work? Fuck that. No way. Like, I'm not doing yeah. that. And yeah. then, yeah, but Kent, in August in, in 2019, you'll be making $7,000 a month. I'm like, that. I don't care. Like, that sounds... I got to do this for three years to make $7,000. Like, no, thank you. Um, yeah. so I, it was more just about the idea of, um, you know what, maybe I'm going to edit that sentence and be like, this is a pencil problem. I have a whole show about this with Nick Shim. 
Um, always selling, man. Always selling. The podcast. Um, anyway, to sum it up, yes, it is a pencil problem. So I didn't mm, just okay. not give myself the excuse. But it's it's also interesting because like I think you your hat is always more of a marketing hat, and your friend your colleague's uh, hat might be more on the analytical side of things. Yeah, and so I think people also jump into kind of what they're strong at. But it's I, I do wonder if you if your starting is being analytical almost like a disservice, you know, like versus. Like, is it a pencil problem thing or do you think it really is just um, getting into like just selling and selling is more important? Uh, it's a great, it's a great question. I think I'm biased to say that it's a pencil problem, mm-hmm. but I think there's enough. I mean, I, if I look at the time I've spent on this and the profit I'm making, I might've been better off just taking that initial investment and putting it into Amazon, buying eight mm-hmm. shares of Amazon, and I probably would have made more money. So yeah. like, and that's what he does. So he'll do this and he's like a value investor. So he's really good at picking stocks and he'll run this this whole spreadsheet and be like, nope, it's better if I keep this money and put it over here. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of cool. And again, that's not, yeah. but, but, but again, the, going back to our conversation last week, I wanted to do this. So mm-hmm. as long as I wasn't going to lose any money, then it was worth the learning. So I, I guess yeah. I'd answer that. Yeah. I think you just, yeah. go. it's the same with you with the book. Like, have you sat yeah. down and modeled out what your, what your, your hourly rate is on this book? Dude, it's terrible. I, I haven't it's modeled be killer it out, right but I already now. know it's terrible. Yeah. It's gotta be killer right now. And you know what? Well, it's, and, it's zero. It's zero on zero. Well, and, and not to like burst your, and I, I'm not trying to, uh, we've talked about this, so I'm not saying anything you don't already know, but you know, John Nightingale, my, my, my medium muse, um, they published a book and his words were, if you want to make money, don't publish a book. Um, that's what everybody says, right. Who's written anything. (laughs) But, but, but again, like, so for you, let's say the book is step one in a four step process. And 10 years from now is when you start reaping, which I believe I, for well, probably even way less than 10 years, but it will be, if you had have tried to model that out, you could have, you and I are the same kind of personalities where I think, again, picking up from last week around like opportunity cost and, and time being the most valuable asset, you just might not have done it if you were looking mm-hmm. at it from a, a numbers and margins point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's true. Yeah. I, but it, but it's also funny. Like when I'm running read, read through your article, there was also um, like you did a bunch of things that I felt were counter to what I thought you would do. Like not building an email list. I thought you'd be all about email lists. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. Do you think that's worked against you? Yeah, maybe. So I kind of and even in that sentence, I I. And I'm serious, like as I was writing it, I read back that sentence and I was like, oh, Ken, you should really build, be building an email list. Um, and it's almost like having the two voices on your head. Mm-hmm. But I'll be honest, I find it really annoying now that I've got some experience with this. Anytime I go to a website and the first thing that I get is a pop-up to get a 10% yeah. off coupon. And I 
I don't know, maybe I'm just being stubborn or maybe I feel like I'm holier than thou or something. Mm-hmm. But I, it just, and I did that for a couple of weeks, maybe, maybe a month, maybe back in January, December. And it just felt so dirty to me that mm-hmm. I would rather take the hit on growth. Um, yeah. And yeah. So, I mean, we, and, and I, and, and sorry, I do actually have a list. So <laughs> um, if you go to Able Cells, there is, there is a thing that says get notified of new products, but I probably only get, uh, I don't know, like less than 1%. So like maybe 10 yeah. a week, five a week. Um, and you also and, get like the people at checkout, you get their emails. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. All my customers, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. of course. Um, but, but I've had a lot of people opt out too, and I don't really even send that many emails, but out of 1400 people, I've probably had three or 300 opt out. Um, mm. so I mean, uh, that's fine though. Like that's, that's yeah. fine. Like I'm happy to, um, you know, and, and if there's anything I should be doing, it's, mm-hmm. I need to be more consistent with email marketing, not in a, in a douchey way, but more in like a, um, in like having sales and promotions and, um, what, what, what's your open rate like now? Um, my open rate's pretty strong. It normally hovers at like 47% open. Oh, it's great, man. Yeah. 4% click. I mean, I've got a healthy, I've got a healthy list. Um, you should uh, revisit this email list thing. <laughs> no, no, but I think it's because I don't do that though. You know, yeah, like yeah, it's forty percent yeah. because they're like, oh, he's only emailing me if he has a new product, and that's what he told me he would do. Like, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I got and a it, new product. Yeah. Like, check it out. And you know what? Fifty of you have been asking for this product. So, and I went and got it. Here it is. Like, who's mm. not going to open that? Of course, they're going to open it. Um, and so it's just like high quality user. You're talking to customers, repeat customers mostly, right? And uh, yeah, and I mean, like yeah. I didn't even get into it, but like I do, I send thank you cards to my top fifty customers. I send them T-shirts. I send them stickers. Like I'm, I'm pretty, I'm really trying to live this one thousand true fans kind of thing where mm-hmm. I'm, I spend a lot of money on my top fifty um, people. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have some people who have, you know, 14, 15 orders. So wow. they order every month. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, no, that, that's interesting. And, but it's even like, I, I understand the tension here though. And I, you know, we, we struggle with this, not that we struggle with this, but we have this kind of, um, crossroads as well at, at, at say or any kind of like product team. Cause you're thinking about like, there's a business tension of converting people of getting a subscription or a sale or whatever. And there's the other side, which is like, you want to make a really pure product experience that is just generally going to resonate well with the end user. And I think for the most part, we kind of err on the side of the product. Um, because I think you, you leave the site and you want to have like a positive feeling that, um, with your experience with with your your product be it the website be it like the app or whatever um and i i i kind of i'm i bet on that in the longer term i think i do feel like it's worth more because i do think like the pop-up approach does become a slippery slope like if you start doing this you start optimizing too early and you get this 10 percent coupon you you might get a few more sales 
but you might feel it might feel spammy to a lot of people who just might leave you who might have been repeat customers or who might have bought some more things in the in the long run um yeah i but i don't know like i don't have like real evidence on that like you'd have to really experiment on that to to see and it's really hard to actually know conclusively that that is the case but i i guess it's it's just like the product experience you want it to feel nice well and i think that we've talked about this with sago but um i think you guys are probably on the lower end of like you could probably email more than a lot more than you do Mm -hmm. um but but again like i i like that like i'm trying to think did you even email everybody like the, the, how did you promote your kickstarter did you email um, everyone yeah we emailed our list and uh we got we we did like a landing page we got a bunch of other people uh from that as well we emailed those people but like if i so if i'm a sego world subscriber um and i haven't opted in did you email me i don't remember i think so we probably did okay yeah because you can like if i like if it's like if i pay you money and well this i'm just talking in canada Mm -hmm. if if we have a if we have a transactional relationship within three months or six months i have to look it up can't remember then you're you're allowed to email me without without explicit Mm opt-in um and i just feel like i didn't i don't know if i got an email um about uh, anyway, I actually don't. I, I, I don't remember. But but we have we have a couple lists. So we have like a world list, and we have like a general mailing list. Um, and you know they obviously get different communications. Um, but it's not even in the email. I think I, I I just think it's it's kind of like a slippery slope, right? Because like if you find like the ten percent coupon thing worked for you, that pop up, you might be, um, you might feel like oh okay this works. I'm gonna I'm gonna try another pop up at, um. On when they're on this product page now that option 10% off this specific product and then you start doing that too much now it starts feeling like a BuzzFeed BuzzFeed site oh, and 100%. it just feels kind of spammy right for sure I was on Tim Ferriss's um, uh, blog to look up the show notes of a podcast and he had two exit intent pop-ups so those are the ones mm-hmm. that you know the pop up as you're trying to leave and one was a full screen one then he had another one where the show notes, like, um, you had to click an ad to just show the show notes, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Why?" <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like you, Tim Ferriss, yeah. man. Like now again, then part of me was like, maybe that's why he's Tim Ferriss, um, and it's because he's always been hustling these lists and he's been growing mm-hmm. these millions and millions of, like, but there's got to be a point now where. Like you just don't need that. Like just turn that shit off. Like it, I felt very. He lost a little respect for me. Now I'm yeah. still gonna read his books. I'm still gonna buy his or listen to his podcast. But I was kind of surprised, and and um, I don't, I don't want that. And it's definitely no, it a, just, it's definitely yeah. a conscious choice to. And you know, and I've I've been not to like. Um, not to go like delusions of grandeur on, on able cells, but I've, I've been really thinking about it coming up on a year and I'm like, like, what, what do I want to do with this thing? Like, do I, and there's part of me that wants to experiment even more branch out into mm-hmm. like, like other foods and stuff. Like, do I actually want to start carrying 
you know, just like healthy, um, healthy foods and things like that too. And mm-hmm. I just don't think really like in my heart, I'm like, I just don't know if I can compete with that. There's so many good other alternatives in Canada for that. And not to mention, of course, whole foods. And, but there's part of me that has this dream that I'm building a brand that in 10 years from now will actually be a brand. And mm-hmm. I don't want to sully it with pop-ups. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe that means it'll never be that big because I'm not as aggressive as I as I could be, but I think I'm okay with that. I, I, I know I'm okay yeah. with that. And the other thing is just in some ways just having confidence in your in your product. Like if you're really confident about your product, you shouldn't have like 10% coupon. It's not going to make or break that sale. But I think that's where my anxiety though and my insecurity in this whole endeavor comes from is that it's not my product. So, and I remember getting into this debate with my dad because he used to own a pharmacy and Mm -hmm. we got talking about discounts and I really tried to abide by the Apple way of no no sales. I wanted to have Mm -hmm. no sales ever on Able Sales. And he he was sort of like, yeah, but why? like, why? Like, that's kind of a, it's kind of a stupid, um, that's kind of a stupid idea. Like if you buy too much inventory, you should get rid of it. Like Apple doesn't have sales because they're a, a, a unicorn and don't need to because everything they touch turns to gold and they have just in time inventory and all this jazz. Like if you make a mistake and buy too many of a flavor, you should get rid of that flavor and you do that with a sale. So, mm-hmm. Like, and I think that it took me a long time to realize that I'm not Apple. These are not, these are commodities. These are not specialty. Like they might be hard to find, but they're commodities at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of powder in a, in a box that now even more so every day, every month, there are more and more companies, not just selling them, but making their own of these things. So um, that helped kind of ground my... Um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm more likely to, so, and then by that logic, it's like, okay, if I, if I believe all that, then why don't I do more like aggressive sales and just turn this thing into like a friggin', you know, like every day is a liquidation sale. Like I could probably yeah. make more money if I did that. I don't know. That's, that's but, then, big... but the thing is like when you go to those sites or even when I come to, to your site and I saw this 10% coupon, in some ways, it leaves a sour taste <laughs> in my mouth because yeah. I'm suddenly thinking like, oh, okay, this guy, he he's just making an extra 10%. Like he has so much margin already. He's just giving me 10% now for my email and then he's going to spam me for more stuff. Like he's spamming me on the site now. Like forget it. Like give my email. I'm just going to get like 100 things a day. And that I think that's what goes through my head in, my, in some ways. Like I, I feel like your margins are crazy your markup is crazy so you can afford to give me 10 percent right now and it's in exchange for this email that you're gonna yeah spam some more and like i i think to be honest like i think as a from an end user perspective i think it's actually nicer if you don't do the 10 percent for an email and you almost just give them 10 percent like later for no reason like at checkout it's like oh yeah Yeah. here here's a little present for you and then or or even um something that I, I I've been playing with more is just giving my, my, my existing customers the discount. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's actually who I give discounts to. So, yeah. um, 
Um, so now I'm, I'm playing with everybody who orders gets a 15% off coupon. Um, and that is the, the emails I get back from that are very, it's like, it's building a, a loyalty. And I think that, and and again, I, I feel like there's another post that I could talk about. I don't think I'm really qualified yet. I don't have enough under my belt, but like, how do you compete with Amazon? in a, mm-hmm. in a post Amazon world. And mm-hmm. one of the ways is by not having a 10% coupon. And, um, because there is a person who, if they, the problem is getting found as long as you can get found by, by enough people to hopefully provide them with a great experience and then let that word of mouth grow. Mm-hmm. You can, I think you can compete it's possible. It's just really hard. And you have to gauge your expectations that you're just not going to, you're not going to put up these crazy numbers. Um, yeah. So, and, and I, I also know like, you know, like you, the, the sale thing you, in some ways you kind of have to do, and there's obviously a ton of business reasons to do it because, you know, you, you get a customer, it's much, it's so much more expensive to, um, get a new customer than it is to like retain somebody. So you, you can, you can eat a little bit of loss even in the beginning, if you get this person and they kind of stay in and they are rebuyers, but yeah, I don't know. It's just a struggle. Like I, I, I don't know, like, I don't think there is a right or wrong, but I, I have this ideal that you shouldn't have to discount as well. Maybe I'm like you and I, I feel like I'm part of the Apple world where I just feel like I make a quality product and it's worth every penny. And you, you should you should pay it if you really like it. Yeah, I agreed, and I think, and again, part of the reason why I think Sego is a such a good brand and why parents do trust it is that it's. And again, it's hard to pin down what it is. So, man, we are we are so Segoed out in this house now. It's amazing. Like, <laughs> it's it's kind of bad in a way because like my kids, they wake up. Emma wakes up, and within ten minutes, she's like saying ice cream, which is apartment, and. <laughs> Um, she wakes up and like the, her first words sometimes are ice cream and that's crazy, man. Yeah. And she just, and she'll laugh and she, and then she's really been exploring the world. So like, I'll go over there and she, like, she's really into the dump truck game now where like you load up the crane and load up the the dump truck and and she loves to just lift up the truck and then drop it and it like bangs and then their face goes Mm -hmm. all scared and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and anyway, but like the, you know, there are no ads, mm-hmm. there's no pop-ups, there's no, um, whereas every other game for kids, not every other game, but so many of the other ones, they're just mm-hmm. these weird, they're, they almost feel like a vector, like a virus. Like, it's like, hey, ah, we're on your phone now. Now we can shove all this other shit in your face. Like you've given us a channel to shove all this crap down your throat and you, I, I, again, I think that it's, it's an intangible, but it's something that separates you guys from all of your competition. So. Yeah. um, Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. I, I I think, but to me, it's like a longer term play. I I, I do think like in the short term, I think we leave money on the table that way. Sure. And I I think even for you to not do the 10% discount, I think you lose you, you leave money on the table. Um, but anyways, I, th- I thought that was super interesting. Um, and another question I had for you was, um, 
<laughs> even the title of this article, because uh, you call it how to start an e-commerce store that doesn't drop ship. So this whole angling of you building the store versus drop shipping, like, um, like you selling actual product here versus drop shipping. Do you think was that like a, a growth ploy as well? Mm, no, uh, maybe, okay, maybe, but no, like I, I think what I've learned through this is as much as it's a pain, mm -hmm. there is something about controlling the experience with your customers. Mm -hmm. And that's why I don't want to do a pick and pack place because yeah. I'm, I do want to control that relationship. And, um, I am starting to, and it's funny, I've pitched this to Hubba, like I've pitched this to our execs and they don't think there's anything there. So this is, I feel like this is not the company line that I'm towing. This is mm -hmm. the Kent line that I'm trying to get Hubba to tow is that the reason why everybody drop ships is because they don't know how easy it is to hold inventory. Mm -hmm. And if you knew how easy it was, you maybe you wouldn't drop ship. And then that's why I wrote this. So I tried to put that in the title just to really make sure that you you knew that I didn't like drop shipping. And this mm -hmm. was almost an anti drop shipping post. But um, you don't even you don't really talk about like holding inventory, do you? Well, kind of, but I, I definitely say in the first like in my first sentence, my first paragraph. Um, I don't drop ship. I buy, hold, and ship all inventory. Mm -hmm. um, maybe that wasn't even as clear as it could have been, but the it's it's almost like a it's a a letter to you know, hey, you just you don't need um, you don't need to be a drop shipper. And, mm -hmm. and I was trying to think like, why do I hate drop shipping so much? Like, do I like why am I so and like why am I so gung ho against drop shipping and um again I think it goes back to what we talked about where drop shipping breeds laziness and shitty um uh tactics at least in of what that I've seen and maybe there's a great way to do drop shipping in, in a much better way I don't know I haven't seen it done very well mm -hmm. Well, I, I just, it's it's funny when you think about dropshipping and just, um, or even in some ways, even like print on demand stuff, it, it's it's weird because like I bought a shirt from Davin um, who literally sits like five feet away from me and he, his store goes through, it's a print on demand. He goes through a Shopify store, goes through like Printful, I think, and it basically has to come through the States. So I ordered it like maybe a week, maybe two weeks, no, maybe two weeks ago. And I'm like, hey, Davin, the shirt hasn't come yet. And he's like, yeah, it's, well, it's going through the States. But it's weird because he's right there. But it's the same thing with drop shipping because like I could be ordering from literally this guy who set up the shop, who is my neighbor, but I'm basically going through like China yeah, and then having, <laughs> having that come all the way through a boat and then come to me maybe like three months later or something. Um, Isn't that and that's weird? Just, that's just super weird. Yeah, yeah, if you think about it, right? Because um, I'm like, Davin, just, you know, why can't I just 
why can't you just give me one from your your garage or something? But that's obviously not how it works because he doesn't carry inventory. And there's there's obviously perks in that, but um, and it's understandable why. But it's just it's just super weird when you think about it. Well, um, and I think and I think that's why it it just feels like a um, yeah, like it. And, and and again, Davin's in a that's a different kind of a business because it's very. Mm-hmm. The logistics of running your own t-shirt company, um, I understand it's, it's crazy. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like some businesses just don't lend themselves to, you know, that kind yeah. of a business, right? Like you have um, a matrix of like six colors against like four or five different sizes and you're going to, there's no way you're carrying all that. No, yeah. It, it would be, yeah, way, way too much. Um, yeah. But again, like if I was him though, now that he's tried it drop shipping and let's say he's doing well, he's selling, his designs are good, mm-hmm. like why not go to, to Toronto and find a local um there are tons of shops in Toronto where you could send mm-hmm. them an order and they would uh they'd fulfill it for you. So then at least he has a little bit more control. Like maybe his margins come down a little bit, but now he can actually do a qual and not to mention quality checks. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I remember even one of my vendors with, with Able Cells, uh, they would send me these bottles and they'd always be broken. And I, I just have to, you know, they have a pretty good system for returns. And um, they said, you know, the problem is like, we don't even see these bottles before you buy them. Like they get directly shipped to you. And then mm-hmm. they actually, they got big enough where they stopped that and then everything gets sent to them and then they send it out. So, and the, the quality's just gone way up. And... So even with Davin, like maybe there's now a way where he can try to bring it more local if he wanted to. Maybe he doesn't think that it's a problem that you're waiting for your shirt and he's right beside you. Like who knows? Um, but I guess it, it depends, right? Because like if most of his business is coming from the States and then he's, say, doing print-on-demand. Are you, are you talking print-on-demand here? and Or having them – like when you are talking about local, are you talking about like here's – let's figure out what – is the most common sizes and colors and let's just print a whole bunch and I'll keep it in my basement and ship it to you. Or yeah, do you yeah, mean yeah, like, exactly. So he'd have like a, like a little, um, warehouse, like, or he'd have an inventory mm-hmm. of his, you know, most common hundred, whatever shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, and if an order comes in from Canada, he could fulfill that. If it's in the States then he can't fulfill that, he'd have to send that yeah. out. Um, or, but then he could start experimenting with, okay, let me try fulfilling just the Canadian orders. And then Mm -hmm. maybe he gets a handle on that and it's pretty good. It's not that hard to go call up someone in the States and be like, Hey, um, you know, I'm going to send you orders and like, like, you know, every, every town has their, Mm -hmm. their, so it just, but it changes the whole business. It's not something he can do while being at Sago, while having a family, while like, so It's um. It, so what 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 do you think really is the big advantage of not drop shipping then or yeah? Oh, it's it's um customer service. I mean that's the only like Davin can't help you when you tell him that you're yeah. Um, he can't help. There's nothing he can do unless he goes and walks down the street and silk screens it himself or something. And mm-hmm. for for me, I mean this happens more often than I'd like it to, you know, Canada post, you know, loses the package. And then I get a a message from someone saying, Hey, um, 
I'd really like this, this, I, I ordered this hoping that I could use it this weekend and it's now a Thursday. Okay, great. I know what to do. I can spend $85 to FedEx this to you overnight and you're going to get it for the weekend. And do I have to do that? No. Is it my fault that Canada Post lost the package? No, but I can control that. I can choose to, you know, pay $85 to overnight this to you and you feel like a hero because some random online shop you found just overnighted a package to you that you've all, that they that you've all, they've already bought like I, now I'm so and I feel so good when I can do that even though it's totally not cost effective because I have control of that relationship with that customer um, mm. and now again maybe I'm out of that flavor and then she's in trouble because mm-hmm. I have to wait for the shipment to come in. Um, but hmm. but that's something that I can control. Like imagine if you ordered it for your and you wanted to, um, you know, uh, it was going to be like a birthday present, and you yeah, gave yeah. yourself two weeks because you thought that was enough time. And then you're like, Davin, man, like I just, dude, I, I really wanted this birthday present for my dad. I gave myself two weeks, and mm-hmm. like you can't do anything. So no, that's true. That's fair. That's fair. So like, what what's the point? Um, like if you're not like retail is all about service. So if you're not in service, if you can't affect the service, if you can't affect your level of service, it's very hard to run a successful retail well, store. Well, okay. But realistically, if it like your, 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 your special power is really in getting inbound traffic and, you know, getting top of the funnel traffic. And obviously there's, there's some work to convert these people, but you you could in theory have done set up the exact same store that you have set up and you could be drop shipping and really this article doesn't change that much no i would not be as successful if i was drop shipping do you do you think so because i i, I do okay so <laughs> hypothetical if you don't drop ship uh, sorry let's just say you 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 sorry you did drop ship but the effort that you spend in picking and packing yourself and shipping this out, going to Canada Post, doing all this work, you could just spend more money and more time in top of the funnel. You don't think you would be in a better position? I don't know. Um, no, I don't. I don't think. I really don't think I would because I, I have a seventy-four percent repeat customer rate, which which I'm wow. told is, yeah. is is high. That so, sounds very high. I think that, and I don't have to pay to acquire those people now. So, um, the, the, the thing that separates me is that if you order it on a Monday, you get it on Wednesday and that's because I pack every night and Mm -hmm. that's the, that's really my secret sauce is, is Mm. fast next day shipping. And It's it's not even a big deal, really, because um, most people don't even need it that fast. But the most common response I get from people is, I can't believe how fast this got here. And that's actually 90% Shopify because they have a deal with Canada Post where the we get a we we basically get like an expedited shipping for the mm-hmm. price of regular mail. So that's just one of the perks of using Shopify. You get 
um, faster delivery with the prices of regular mail. Um, right. So I totally think that'd be different if I was hmm. drop shipping. Do you, do you think it's different depending on the product you're selling? Mm, maybe apparel is a totally different beast. So I, mm-hmm. I don't think t-shirts. Um, but, but again, I, I think that, and it'd be interesting to, to talk to Davin about that. Cause I, if I was him, I probably would be doing what I said, where I'd be trying to fulfill as much as I could manually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't know. Like, I, I don't understand his business. I don't know what his, I, I, I don't know enough to, to say he should be or shouldn't be doing that, but that's probably what I would try to do. Um, yeah. But, but, but no, I guess like it if, depends. If it was, because, if it was toys, yeah. like, so I'm thinking, yeah. I keep going back to this toy store idea. Cause I, I definitely think there's room for, um, a really nice curated toy store in Canada. Um, I would want to, I know I wouldn't want to drop ship. I'd want to, I'd want to see the packaging. I'd want to, I want to play with the toys. I'd want to, um, uh, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't mm-hmm. think I'd want to drop ship. I think I'd want to have the, the control. Yeah. I think I'd want the control. Yeah. Hmm. But because I, you know, I do, yeah. I, cause in, in some ways, like I think you're, um, because you sell ketones and because it's like, um, consumable and you, there's a high chance people are going to come back to you. I think that relationship is really important. I think in the case yes. of like a, a Davin who's selling T-shirts, it depends because like if he doesn't have a lot of T-shirts, like because he doesn't. But if you had like say a hundred different styles, and this becomes the one-stop shop for T-shirts now for your whole family, then I can also see uh, that quick delivery and that service being very important. But if it's like a one-time kind of good, like I'm selling like a fancy pencil or something, and I have five versions of this fancy pencil. And the chance of a repeat customer is not incredibly high, then maybe dropshipping wouldn't be the worst. That's a good point. Yeah, um, but at the same time, I, w- I was always worried that because of it's a consumable, mm-hmm. that I'm at a much higher risk because you find it on Able Cells, and then you go to Amazon. So now you know you like it. And you go to Amazon, and it's two dollars cheaper, and free shipping. Um, so yeah, okay. But I'll I, just... I don't know. But at that point, they. they but but this is why I think the, the you investing in customer service is important, and because now they're like, well, this Kent guy, he gave me a free T-shirt too, and the shipping is super fast, and yeah, I just kind of like this Kent guy. So he's a local. He's a he's local too. So I'll give him another. I'll pay the extra two dollars. Because who knows what this Amazon thing is? Like, it, I'm going to be eating this, and I don't. And I ate the last bottle that Kent gave me, and I, I'm still alive, so that's probably okay. But if I order from this Amazon, who knows where that's coming from? Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, and I think that there's. I don't know enough about different categories to yeah, say yeah. one way or another. But you're right. I think your insight of this changes based on your your in, your vertical or your industry. Um, yeah. And, and it's funny if you look at the most successful, so, uh, I think I've talked about this, but Shopify has a, a place to sell your store. Mm-hmm. And every week I get an email with like, Hey, here's the top five stores that are for sale, you know, this week. And anytime 
most of the highest profit ones and the ones that cost, you know, even up to a million dollars on their exchange mm-hmm. are um are basically drone drop shipping uh stores. So high high like, you know, 3-400 drones um all drop shipped from China or uh wow. or even uh uh Korea or or Singapore. Mm-hmm. So like maybe it, it wouldn't make sense to buy 500 drones, park them in a warehouse, um, you know, pay all that extra fee in storage and security and making sure they don't get stolen on the route to the warehouse. Like there's all these supply chain yeah, yeah, things yeah. you'd have to think about when you're dealing with a $500 drone. Yeah, um, yeah maybe you just want to drop ship that. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, and oh, nice. yeah, so I, I can I could totally see that, uh, and, and maybe my maybe that title is a little, yeah, maybe I'm, and I think I just have this knee jerk reaction to drop shippers because I think we've all seen those ads on Facebook, and oh, for sure, man, I, you know, I, I I've been a sucker on. for those too. I, I bought a few things off those. Um, I, I bought this cat lamp. I bought a cat lamp from. Uh, I don't know. Some, some. It was like dropshipper, and it took like four months to come. And I was like, oh. Then it, it, I got it, and it was like, it's, it's fun. I, I like it. But, oh no, no. Sorry, I don't think that's a problem. I, I, I've done that too. Like some of those neat kind of niche. Like I've bought in a few Star Wars, um, almost more like Etsy kind of things, but like really, um, and I'm sure they're all yeah, just custom dropshipped. I mean, like the, the guys with the videos with the Ferraris. <laughs> you know, talking about living the drop shipping life, and and because um, I think there's just this idea of no work and just money. And well, I I don't know about you, but like when I bought my cat lamp, after I then realized that it was a drop shipper, which I didn't realize at the time. So I thought it was maybe a local person. Then it, when I started taking three or four months, and then I saw the label from China, I was like, oh, okay, I got this was a drop shipping thing. But then I went to AliExpress immediately after, and I could get it for like five dollars, and I paid thirty, and I felt like a sucker immediately. Oh, because you literally um, just yeah, we did that at Hubba once too, where we started reverse image searching, yeah, um, people's products, and interesting, we found yeah, that yeah, they yeah. were just all just AliExpress, and yeah. then we had to devise a like a kind of a strategy so that we could kick those people off, because um, mm. it's. Yeah, the whole thing yeah, yeah, is like yeah. I don't want you going on there and being like, "Oh, I have a drone brand." And we're like, "Wow, Nick created a drone brand." And then it turns out that you're just reselling AliExpress yeah. drones, right? Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh and man, yeah, it's it's so funny. I mean, we we buy a ton of stuff off AliExpress just to, you know, just to see what's up and the clothes is hilarious. I don't think we've ever had a piece of cloth a clothing fit. <laughs> Like the, I wish we had taken a photo. I got a, a a large, and I used their sizing chart, and no no word of a lie, like Jack could not have fit in this thing. So it was probably just a mistake. Like it was probably they just gave us like a toddler instead of a, a of an adult one. Yeah. But again, like yeah, th- the fact that they could make such a stupid mistake, it's like how would you ever trust this stuff again? Like I'd never buy this shit. Um. <laughs> So every no, time I hear about I, Alibaba taking yeah. over the world, I'm always like, yeah, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, let's try, try ordering a T-shirt and tell me if they're going to take over the world. 
I've ordered some stuff. It's it's not the worst. They definitely make some mistakes. Alicia orders some stuff, and but she just goes and says like, uh, goes to AliExpress like wrong size or you guys made a mistake, and they refund her the whole thing. And uh, it's it's honestly not bad. But my beef with AliExpress now, it, it used to be a place to get good value things, and now it's just way too expensive. It's it's so expensive now. AliExpress. Um, yeah, it's a lot more expensive than it used to be. So I, I think. Like now, like I'm on it right now just looking and I don't know, I'm looking for like a onesie for uh, Abby or something and the prices they have here, I'm like, I could, I could probably get something cheaper at like, um, like Walmart or something. Right. Or the gap or, you know, I I don't know you. Yeah. Or the gap or something, you know, and it used to be that I would get something at like considerably, considerably cheaper. Like I can get a onesie for like 50 cents or a dollar or something. Right. And it'd be free shipping. And I'd have to wait four months, but for a dollar, like I don't really care. Um, but now it's like it's, it's I might as well go on Amazon or go buy more local. Yeah, um, and um, but yeah. Well, who knows? I will see I, if the. Uh, oh, what's up? Yeah. I, I got I got I got two more small questions, man. And oh, okay, then maybe we can wrap this up. I, I saw your uh, your strategy of going with um, you, you talk about Google using Google uh, for acquisition and using kind of Facebook and Instagram for retargeting. Yes, um, and I thought that was really interesting. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, but I, I I wonder like I, f- I feel like a couple years ago Google ads it it wasn't it wasn't in fashion almost, and everyone was just hitting Facebook and Instagram hard. Is that the case, or am I just out of the loop? Ah, interesting. I'm so I just think that people forget that they're so different. So uh, yeah. remember, there's so there's Google search ads and then Google display ads. So I'm only let's yeah. only talk about search, right? So yep. Um, there's nothing better than a Google search ad. I mean, if you can make a search ad work, you're gonna win mm-hmm. <laughs> because. Mm-hmm. People only search when they have a problem that they're trying to solve. Like that's really what every mm-hmm. Google search is—is is like a, a some kind of a problem. So, if you can get their attention and make the sale, your conversion off of that is always going to be—it's um, always going to be better. And mm-hmm. Facebook and Instagram are old school advertising, which is why. Um, a lot of TV money has moved over to Facebook and Instagram because they understand that model even more than they understand Google because it's all just about mm-hmm. interrupting you. So you're doing you're doing something fun and then you get interrupted and then you get an ad. Um, versus I have a problem and I'm and I'm then I'm seeing an ad related to the problem I'm having. Right. So mm-hmm. I never do. I've never done acquisition ads. On Facebook or Instagram for able cells mm. because okay. I think it'll just be I know it'll be too expensive um, now if Google hadn't have worked I would have moved to acquisition on Facebook and Instagram but Google did work so I never I never moved away I just kept refining mm. and, and spending more money so I think the first step is to always do Google search first if that works never go away from it just and don't bother spending money on Facebook and Instagram for, for acquisition. Retargeting mm. is a whole different thing. 
Retargeting mm-hmm. is very hard on Google. Very few companies can retarget well on Google. Um, but retargeting on Instagram and Facebook is is perfect because then, okay, again, why do why does everybody think there's this conspiracy that Facebook is listening to your conversations and giving you ads based on what you talk into your microphone? I have this debate with my family every week because we get together for dinner and they all think that I'm crazy, that I'm saying they're not doing that. And it's because I'm in this business, so I know how easy it is to buy retargeting data. And most people retarget on, on Facebook. So the ads you're seeing work better in that retargeting sense because you've, you've, you've tried to solve your problem on Google. Maybe that was a week ago. Now you happen to be watching this funny cat video and then you see another touch point of, oh yeah, those ketones I was going to buy. And, <laughs> and if you look at my journey, and I didn't get into this, but most of my sales are they're, they're assisted by Facebook on the retargeting mm. front. So most of my sales just come direct from SEO or um, uh, a Google search ad. But mm-hmm. on the ones that involve Facebook, they're called, um, like they're they're assisted in that you'd go Google, Facebook, Google, sale. Mm. So very rarely do you go Google, Facebook, sale. Um, well, so or why, Google, why do you, Instagram, well, sale. So why is it they go back to Google? Why Why the extra step there? Because it's just a touch point. It's another reminder of, oh yeah, I wanted to buy that Neurogum, or oh yeah, I wanted to buy that uh, nootropic thing, and then that triggers them to go solve their problem again. So they go so back you, to Google and they type in the like they don't they don't even necessarily at that point believe that this ad they're seeing is going to solve their problem. But then if they mm-hmm. go back to Google and they see it again, the same company, they're like, okay. Hmm. I'll give them a shot. Um, ah. So you you almost treat Facebook and Instagram almost like um, a billboard ad that you kind of see on the subway. Exactly. Yep. And they're right. cheap. And if you bid on impressions, and we could mm-hmm. get into the, I mean, this is getting into the weeds of how to bid on Facebook and stuff. But if you bid on impressions instead of clicks, which they tell you not to do, of course, mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. save a ton of money. Um, mm-hmm. And you can run a lot of impressions at a really low cost. Now, I'll, I'll still run some campaigns where I'm just deliberately trying to get you to click and buy. So, like, I have a very complicated retargeting framework for Facebook where if you're looking at certain products, I retarget you with um, a product that'll go well with that product and stuff like that, right? Those ones yield good direct conversions directly from the retargeting ad. So, something like, oh, buy this keto bar with or buy this ketone with the testing strips. Um, and and then they're like, oh, yeah, I guess I need testing strips too. And then, oh, yeah, okay. And then, so, mm. um, which works really well. But most mm. of the stuff I do is kind of like you said, it's like a subway ad. Interesting. Um, cool. I, I, I guess also like the, I feel like the Facebook costs have gone up. Facebook, Instagram costs have gone, gone up a lot. And yeah. maybe that's, what makes it more enticing to you. Well, especially to, in your to, world, like app yeah. app installs are insane now. Like man, yeah. a tilt, we used to be 85 cents an app install. Oh. Um, and, but I mean, we had like a crazy system. Um, mm-hmm. We had like 300 ad sets and like all this, um, uh, like oh. we, we did, we did this hack where you can go like hyper local. So 
you know, U of T would have its own ad set. Queens would have its own ad set. Waterloo right, would have its right, own right. ad set. And then that would be broken up into like men and women and Asian and white. And like, it was all yeah. like just super. And then you, you're basically putting five, six bucks between, behind each ad set. And you can, anyway, it's kind of like a little, um, they, but they like, that's all, that's all over. Uh, you can't do that anymore. Mm. Or you can, but your costs just go up instead of going down. So, yeah. um, overall though, I think that it is more expensive. Um, and, but yeah, for some people, that's all you've got though. Um, yeah, like yeah. no one is looking for a mobile game on Google. That's just not, yeah. uh, actually that's not true. Parents are. <laughs> so you, you could, I could easily build a search. I could, I could at least test a hypothesis of a search strategy for Sago. Mm-hmm. Um, but for like those games we were talking about last week, like those, um, hyper casual games. Yeah. Like no way. Like you're the only chance you have is, is to interrupt me and be like, Ooh, that looks fun. <laughs> I, I, uh, the, the other thing I was thinking about was like you on your, on your, on your post, you're talking about reviews being super important. Um, do you think that was like kind of the number one thing that has helped you? Maybe not number one, but top, top three. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think that investing in that tool that automatically sends out the review reminder, cause, um, I didn't want to pay the $14 a month cause I thought, oh, I could write an app for this or I could just remember mm-hmm. and then you never do. And so having that automation really helped. And it's also important that there's no fake reviews. So there's a lot of sites out there that'll fake the reviews. Yeah, I decided yeah. to be, actually, I should have mentioned that. I, I, I really thought about doing the fake reviews um, and, or even just getting like my friends to review things. And I, I didn't even do that. Like I really, and I think that's what, if you look at my graph, the first graph and you look at my sales, I really started focusing on reviews in December. And then that's when in December to January, my sales jump almost 50%. Um, hmm. And because in October, November, I was still <clears throat> not really even asking for reviews. I was just expecting people to leave them. And um, yeah, so, uh, and I'm sorry, I did do two fake reviews in the early days. Um, hmm. I did do, well, like one was like a paid review. I asked someone to review it. How, um, what's the difference between using, like, I, I was curious, like the tool.po, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but yachtpo.com, they're, like, what added value do they give you versus you just emailing your, your list or something for a review? Yeah, so they're like the kind of the current gold standard for product reviews. I don't mm-hmm. use them. I, I use um, the a much cheaper one. But they let you, um, they're kind of like, remember that website Discuss for yeah. comments? Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. kind of have that kind of a platform where they make it just so easy for anybody to leave a review and they can verify the purchase. So um, Google and other, like, so it it guarantees that the, you can't leave a fake review using Yotpo. And mm. then Google has sort of whitelisted some of these reviewing apps where they'll, 
your SEO and all that with the like the reviews in your as in line with your your search listings will mm-hmm. get more play if you're using a tool like this. Um, and but again, what's what's different about uh, like why I'm not using it is that it's it's really more for the consumer space where you're um, you're doing like direct to consumer stuff where you know you're what you're like that teeth whitening. Like okay, so for example, Yacht, Yachtpo has a way to basically within Instagram just like send someone a link and get that person to review your product. Um, whereas hmm. for me, I'd have to like send them to the website or send them to a form. Like they have all these really slick integrations. You can text in reviews. You can you can like they just they it's like this huge funnel to just take in reviews in any format you're willing to give it in, and then they organize, categorize, validate, all that stuff. Um, but mm. I think it's I think it's overkill for, for most people. So that's why I recommend the the product reviews one that I use is like fourteen fourteen bucks maybe. Yeah. Fourteen bucks a month. I've never I've never used uh Post, so it's just it's just interesting. But um but the one that well, you use it does a similar thing, I guess. Yeah, it does a very similar thing. It's just not as um, it's Yachtpo has a way of verifying purchases. Mine, the only verification is that the emails only should be going out to people who bought. But mm-hmm. I could send you an email to review my products using this thing. Whereas in Yachtpo, they integrate directly with Shopify and they use some kind of weird identity thing where they can confirm. So you know how on Amazon you're reading, reading the reviews and they have like verified purchaser? Yeah, yeah. So obviously Amazon can do that because they know who bought. Mm-hmm. It's that same concept applied to every store. Mm. Yeah. Oh, really that, cool. that's that's cool. That's really cool. Um, dude, I, that's that's all the questions I had. I thought this was, it was a really great article, man. Um, and I'm, I'm curious if you're going to like what, what's, what, what's next for your store now? If, if it's not that you've given all the secrets out, but I feel like, um, yeah, what, what's, what's next? Are you going to elevate your game in any way? Or are you going to just keep continuing doing what you're doing? Good question. I, I'm, I'm less interested in that where I'm like, what else can I, what's my next post going to be about the store? Like, I'm actually curious mm-hmm. to dig into, um, is this something that, uh, can I can I actually be helping people start these stores? Like, does that? Um, um, and again, I don't. I think the answer is kind of no, though. I think that I, again, like what I've realized, and we've talked about this over and over again, is that so much of success comes down to a lot of luck, a lot of timing, mm-hmm. um, and the fact that I'm. I picked good products. It's hard to teach someone how to pick good products. And that's where I just got lucky. I happened to be into this thing that went into the stratosphere this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Two years from now, this whole thing could be dead because it turns out this stuff's killing you. I don't know. Um, like, so I yeah. think that I don't know. I really, I really don't know what to do. I was telling Christina this yesterday too. Like I just, I, I have all these ideas and I just don't have the time. And frankly, Hub is so fun right now that I don't have that. 
extra t- tank in the gas or gas in the tank where I can come home and apply that kind of thinking. Whereas like I, I, I can like modify some ads, I can ship the boxes, I can make sure I've got the right shit coming in. And yeah, um, yeah. but like to really sit down and be like, okay, um, you know, how am I going to, let's put it this way. I, I don't have a goal right now. I've had a goal up till, up till now. Like I'm not really tracking towards a goal, so I think my next step is I need to just set a goal, and um, I think it's going to be a thousand, a thousand orders. So, um, okay, but by the end of the year, so by December, I which is actually going to be see- tough. Like I'm, 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 I'm off my, like I'm going to have to. That's not going to be easy. So even just saying it out loud, I'm like, man, that is that that should be the goal. So I think that's my goal. My goal is now. Hmm thousand by december 31st i i, I think uh as my my secret goal for you is for you to make your own keto product mm, that's a, I, I, I i think yeah. that's a whole other ball game but i think it'd be kind of fun no and, I, and you're right i mean i think that would even be more fun because then um then i just thinking about the hubba connection like then i'm really now i'm like legit i've done both buyer and brand if i could do the brand yeah. um yeah i, I just think I, I think in some ways it's just it's a lot of new problems that you don't know how to solve like i think the thousand i think you, you're going to get over time um and you can do a lot of growth tools to get there growth tactics to get there and marketing tactics to get there or you can just spend your way to that but I, I don't know. It, it it just seems like the other one is like uh, uncharted territory. Um, but yeah, think about it. Think about it. <laughs> oh, I think about. I have. I'm. Uh, yeah. Okay. I will. Um, I will think about it. And uh, dude, send me some. Uh, I want to buy some Alpha Brain, man. Every time I. I, I can I can I buy it off the store now or? Wait, no. Don't uh, I have a bottle saved for you? I think I have I a bottle you told me. for so you. You told me and I, I held out, but I, I, I need some alpha brain, dude. Dude, I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you the, the better than alpha brain stuff. Oh, is it? Okay. Okay. But it's, uh, is it, what's it, what's it called? Alpha brain sounds like it's quite, quite, it's a, it's a dominant brain thing though. No, I mean, alpha brain is pretty sweet and I do take it. I still do take it every day. Um, but um, let me. I'll send you a little. Uh, I'll send you a little okay. something. Some. I need to feel how you feel every day. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I think um, I just realized I'm just high on coffee all the time. You know what's what's weird? I, I feel like if I if I drink like two cups of coffee or like three cups of coffee or something, I just crash way harder. I feel like. Once I start, I need to keep going versus if I don't drink coffee at all, it's obviously harder to start the engine in the morning, but then I feel better throughout the day. I don't know if you, you, you find that or not. I, maybe it's because like coffee spikes me and I need to kind of get back to that level versus not having it. I just, it's a lot more level. I feel a lot more level throughout the day. I I just worry that I'm I'm in this bad habit where I I'm I've got like you know I'll be doing an espresso 
I'll have my cold brew. Then I'll like go walk and get a coffee. Like I'm, I'm just so caffeinated that I don't know what the, like, I just don't even know where I'm at anymore. Like, I feel like, um, if it was cocaine, if I was a coke addict, I'd be that guy where it's like, how much have you done? It's like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, like I, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think I drink too much coffee. I just feel like I'm looking at the alpha brain site right now. It says clinically studied to help healthy individuals support memory, focus, and processing Recall. speed. Yep. But I feel memory, focus, and processing speed are at all-time lows with me right now. So uh, <laughs> I, I need some of this. It, um, absol- it absolutely does. Um, like the – once you get it, and I actually haven't tried it with the other thing I was thinking of sending you, but once you once you try it, like if you do take four or five of them before bed, it'll absolutely affect your dreams, and that's how I'm sure that it's doing something. I don't know what it's doing, but it's it's doing something. Oh, man, but if you if you do that, can you even sleep if you take this before you go to like four or five before you go to bed? Oh yeah, no, there's no there's no like stimulant effect of it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um cool dude uh right man well no i appreciate i i um i know i appreciate the kind words i'm i'm uh i'm happy that you found it interesting and and um i feel like once you publish your book and the numbers start coming in i'm gonna have a bunch of questions for you too (laughs) god let's see if it gets there first um but in the meanwhile uh thank you new pencil problems listener um what's your name again her name is kate <laughs> kate, kate yeah. we should bring the bell every time we get a new listener i know it'll happen once 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 a quarter yeah once a week <laughs> i think there's eight people that listen now kate you're the eighth listener hey kate thank you thank you uh and that'd be a uh, funny I... that'd be that'd be a funny campaign we make t-shirts where it's like pencil problems and then it's like i'm listener number five or something but everybody gets I'm listener number five i just want to get a shirt this is listener number five that's it <laughs> we, we should that that should be our our thing okay i like it who can design can davin design shirts yeah you can design shirts davin get on that man are you still listening design that davin shirt. is legitimately probably listener number five <laughs> So I think it would be great. It, it's only fitting for him to make it. Uh, Davin, if you make it, I will pay you. Um, Davin, if you make us a listener number five shirt that is good, I will personally give you $150 cash. Uh, and then you will also get a free shirt. That is a, that is a guarantee. You heard it here. Uh, let's, let's see. Let's see if he, if he listens to this. I'm, I'm not going to tell him. Yeah, don't say anything. Don't say yeah. anything. Don't prompt him. Just, just let's see what happens. I'm Davin. You can tweet at us a picture of the design, and DM me your email, and I will e-transfer you $150 within 10 minutes of the tweet, as long as it's a good design. <laughs> <laughs> and Davin, I'm sorry because I have no idea if that's an insulting amount of money or a good amount. I have no idea. I really don't understand design, so. Um, you know, maybe you need more than that. I don't know. Davin, if if you do it, I'll I'll, I'll buy you your next Fahrenheit card um, within 
10 minutes of Ken sending you the $150. <laughs> That's awesome. I was just at Fahrenheit uh, two days ago, really hoping to see Samir because I haven't seen him. I know that's not true. I saw him once, but he was so busy. There were so many people there, I think, because yeah. of the podcast. Um, I probably, probably. Yeah, for sure. Obviously. We kind of like, I think we put him on the map, really. I know. We, we, yeah, yeah. He's, he's probably going to build a, he's going to get a third location because of this. It's true. He's going to name his kids Kent and Nick. <laughs> uh, I think he's there on Thursdays. But uh, yeah, I, I couldn't even go today. I was so busy. Um, Damn, yeah. wow. Shows you uh, what a fan you are. I went to Starbucks Fuck. twice today. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, Samir. <laughs> Samir, you got to get those. Just get, just get the egg bites, man. Get those egg bites. I'm a sucker for egg the bite? egg bites. What's the egg, egg bites bite? at Starbucks. They're like these. Um, Wait, they're like these little. Um, literally, it's like just an egg bite. Like a, It's like they crack an egg. And they put some bacon in it, and then they cook it, and that's it. Oh, like that no, no, good. no carbs, no. Um, well, there's carbs, but I mean, like, there's no, no bread. Just, just an egg bite. I get like four a day. <laughs> Sorry, how much is an egg bite? Uh, I don't even know. Like six bucks, maybe for two of them. It's like two, two, six, six bucks. <laughs> oh, well, I guess I you get two of them, but yeah, you oh, get two. Man, they, they must be really good. I guess. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try this. It does actually sound, sound all right. Um, but Samir and Fahrenheit, they, they keep it too real to, to serve egg bites. Dude, just egg bites, man. <laughs> egg bites. <laughs> um, all right, man. But all right, all right, dude. Well, uh, in the meantime, uh, convince your buddy, Al, Al, if you're listening, you need to come on the pod. Um, and, like- uh, we, Yeah. I feel like the ball is in my court for a lot of guests. So I've got open phone we're doing next week. Okay. We've got my boss in the meat restaurant. I've got Christina. Yeah. I've got now yeah. we've got Al. Al, we're going to do together? Yeah, we should do Al together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like with Al, it's going to be like a peer, a peer pressure session where we're both going to just tell him to do, do more side projects and just give him shit for not doing it. After we have a bit of a therapy session of why he doesn't do side projects. Yep. No, a hundred percent. I think he'll, yeah. I think he'll appreciate that. Yeah. He actually sounds surprisingly a lot like you, which was really weird we're very for me similar. to hear his voice. Yeah. Yeah we're, yeah. we're very similar. We think, we think a lot. And what's so interesting right now and why this whole social podcasting thing blossomed with he and I is that he is, he and I are, we just disagree on a lot of things. We're starting to disagree on things um, politically mm-hmm. and socially and stuff like that. So it's been really, in, but because we like each other so much, we we don't get mad at each other when we disagree. Like we're really curious about understanding each other. Mm-hmm. So I've learned more from him in the past than like just in the past few months, even because we were actually trying to learn, not just like shit on each other. You know, mm-hmm. so it's been very interesting. I, I feel he's just like a generally very positive person, like you. He's very positive. He's probably ten times more positive than I am. Yeah. Shut the fuck up! No way, man. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm a cl- you. Yeah, you're you're the most positive person I know. What? Yeah. No way. Okay, okay, maybe top three, definitely. Wow. Top three. Yeah. Oh man, that's a, that's an honor. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not so... saying it's always. I, I don't think positivity is always a great thing. By the way, I think I'm very naive a lot too. Um. Mm. Hey, but it, just, it might be just, weird because uh, in that in that episode, if Al comes on, I'm just going to be that negative person, just like stirring shit up. 
Yeah, but you're going to be overpowered with positivity. Oh, God, it's Care Bear Stare all over the place. That's, yeah, that's, that's totally true. I'm, I'm, um, yeah, you're, you're, you're not gonna, you're not gonna know what to do, man. There's gonna be so much love going on. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right, dude. I, uh, I'm, I'm gonna go to sleep tomorrow. I gotta take care of Abby, and, uh, it's gonna be yeah. a full day tomorrow. That's yeah. fine. Hey, hey, just really, we're not gonna, I'm not gonna put this in the episode. Just really mm. quickly, tell me if I should go down this road or if I should just kill it right now. Um, have I told you my idea for the Donald Trump Russia doll? No. So the election's coming up. Um, I'm, I'm, this is, I'm not kidding here. Like, I'm kind of serious about this. So you know how Russia has those things called the babushka dolls? Yep. Where it's like layer, 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 right? Yeah. So what if we did one, which is Trump and then 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 as it gets really really small at the bottom like eight layers it's Putin mm-hmm. in the bottom <laughs> I think that's I a good think, idea I think every left leaning Democrat would buy one of these and the question is how do we get it built and produced in in like two months man I don't I don't even know who would design these I know. So then part of me is like, this is the reason why I wanted to do it was I think that I could convince my buddy Aaron to put the cash up for this, but I'd probably have to give him like 70% because he's, he's going to want a lot. Um, but it's one of those ones where I just keep coming back to this. Like it's such a simple idea. Maybe it's going to totally be stupid, but I feel like with the right marketing, it could really sell well. Um, mm-hmm. And, but then at the same time, I just listening to what you said, it's like, I've got some ideas for like a, a simple keto bar. Maybe I should just be taking that $10,000 and, and putting it into that. I'm, I'm looking right now. There, there is Putin and Trump dolls sell like mad ahead of Summit. Oh, there is one. Interesting. No, they've stolen my idea. But I don't know if it's the same idea where it's Trump, 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 and then... No, yeah. See, they just have like Trump, 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 but they don't have Putin in there. Yeah, I wonder if Putin's at the bottom. Oh, he is. He is. Is he? God damn it. It's a Kickstarter. Wow. wow. Trump's that's Russian smart. dolls. Fuck. Wow, that's okay. very specific. Well. Wow, that's very specific. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very surprised. Uh, well, you're onto something again, Kent, and uh, whatever. God damn it. But you know what? I didn't think to Google it. That would have been smart. Um, God damn it. This, wow, is exactly, this is literally exactly what I was thinking. Wow. there's a, It's on Amazon too? What? It's four and a half stars? Um, I'm going to select this. I'm going to, sorry, I can't select this. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Why? Anyway. Why? This seems so random to me. How? How is it such a? Wow. Okay. <laughs> this is hilarious. I pictured it a little different in my head, but um, yeah, this is this is cool. Hmm. Well, dream is over. I, I still think there's a way to do it where the doll would actually be in the shape of Trump, like 
it would be an like his likeness. Anyway, mine mine would look very different. This is very cheap. Yeah. Um, but um, I I kind of pictured it as like the outer layer would be Trump's face, and as you open it, it's him opening his mouth, and the yes. inside would be Putin. Putin. So, so the, I was thinking that like his expression would get angrier and angrier and angrier and angrier. Yeah. And then there'd be Putin like sm- like smirking. Um, yeah, kind of yeah, like he is yeah. In this in this one here, actually, but <clears throat> okay. Um, well, uh, on to the next idea. Oh, 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 hey, dude! I'm gonna send you this. this is Choose one. one. Uh, hey, it's like a wooden belt. Let's double your money and make it stack. If it wasn't Trump, I'd have 